We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the MLB playoffs. Uh, we're going to go through the NL and the ALCS. Uh, we're going to play some spitball, give you the games of the week and our picks, so stay tuned. Did this shit my whole life. And we're back! Yeah, yay! Morning. <laughs> you like you went know, out of your you, way to do you that. You hated it, and it then and, and now when I don't do it, you're like, where is it? What, what no, it is. I think we ask for it every Monday. And it's like, yo, nah, Thursdays. And it comes right. Thursday. And but then he like, does it on Monday, too. Yeah, sometimes. And then we're just frustrated. Yeah, it depends on whether how good I do it the week before my picks. The day you forget is going to be the greatest day of my life. I if mean, you don't bring it up, he might eventually I just forget. I forget a lot it. of things, so it's, 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 <laughs> it's a good. It's yeah. it's a good like. Uh, I'm, I forgot the word that I'm looking for. Good odds. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> he just throws up. He's like, yeah. it's a good oh odd. my god! It, uh, is, is, how you doing, boss? Good. Why? Just, oh, oh, that was a Mets type loss that the Yankees took, man. Oh, ah. oh, oh, that was a Mets type loss, bro. Nah. Tying run, tying run at third base. Bases loaded, no outs. Your your rookie at the out at the plate that you love. That's a Mets by an inch. <laughs> he should have beat that out. That's four, a Mets type four, loss, man. Four bounces on the infield should be a single for a guy who's twenty one years old. He was playing back to the third baseman. Great play. Was that Nunez? Yeah, yeah. Great did you, play did you think that the Sanchez hit was out? Did you uh, think it was no, gone? I thought he just missed it. I was like, yeah, I was right down the middle. Like that was it. Like a tingle, little tingle in the pee. In the pee-pee? Yeah, you thought so? That looked like way he like he got under way too much. But then again, it's Yankee, Yankee Stadium, Stadium, you never know. Yeah, it's Yankee Stadium. And the fans, you know, they, they went crazy like it was. I mean, and of course. Sanchez, he looked at it like it was. Game. Yo, I do that constantly when I'm watching games and someone gets hit. And I'm like, see ya! 
And the left fielder's like, I, I got it. Players <laughs> like, you, I'm not yeah, even I moving. Fans, <laughs> the left fielder hasn't even moved. He's just standing under there. It's hilarious yeah. when like, you know. He's actually jogging it. No, you just see the shortstop backing up. He's like, I got it. I always find myself in the beginning of the season thinking that every fly ball is a home run. And then I get used to it. You got you to gotta look at the angles. Yeah. Yo, you guys wanted Boston. Uh, All the fans were yelling, we want Boston. I mean, they were next regardless. That's, I know, but. It would have been we won whoever was next. It's a very popular Instagram uh it is. Thing right now. Yeah, Barstool is loving that shit. Yeah, because they're all from there. They Losers. They're going so hard. She's like, oh, look at look at this. This this is a typical Yankee fan. I'm like, how is this one fucking person a typical <laughs> and Yankee hold on. fan? And this is coming from Boston. Boston you guys are piece, like pieces of shit over there. Jesus. Always get accused of racism every time like any baseball player goes there. Yeah. All right. Didn't Adam Jones say something about that? Adam Jones, CC, a lot, a lot of people have yeah. spoken out about that. I mean, that. New England being racist is not a new thing. Yeah. No offense, New England. I'm shocked. I'm sure there's a lot of people in New England that are not racist. But as a majority, you guys are racist, all right? You <laughs> Ra- everyone knows racism someone who's racist. Sometimes prevails there. I'm gonna stereotype. I don't give a fuck. I mean, they do it to the New Yorkers, so why not? Particularly on certain websites. Yo, aren't that we they? May have mentioned. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that was the only compelling series of these opening DSs. All right, there was sweeps and Astros and Brewers. Yeah, uh, the Braves got one, but barely. Yeah, and I yeah, you always felt like the Dodgers were going to take that. Disappointed yeah. at the Rockies. Me too. But it, it's been that way for like a week now. It has like the lack has. of hitting. Like Arenado fell into a deep hole. You figure that they would they would get it together because they had to play that extra game, and. But it never just never happened. Never did. It took never. them thirteen to beat the Cubs two to one. It's like they couldn't score. I don't know. It's October eleventh and Rocktober is already over. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Rockies aren't used to playing in October, so you can you can forgive them. Maybe Rock- they're just not used to the cold. Rocktober. It's pretty cold out there. That's what I hear at least. They need to win their division. I feel like to have a chance, like host, like host the first two games as opposed to going on the road. They'll so definitely I- have a good shot going forward. It's hard when you're the Dodgers and you find they they just happen to find the 35 home run hitter every year. Yo, the Dodgers they suck just find this year one too. Like they're not even good this year. That's the most frustrating. Yeah, thing. but they pick up Machado though. Which yeah, is yeah, they do. massive. Pick up that that kid Munchie. Just, Max Munchie, yeah. Yeah, he's nice. To uh, Justin Turner just came out of nowhere. Clay Bellinger all of a sudden was a superstar. Nah, but he was like a top prospect. Still Clay though, to to come up and be that successful. Did you say Clay? Yeah. Isn't it Clay? Cody? Oh, Clay cool. used to pitch for the Yankees. Yeah, Clay used to pitch for the Yankees. I got you. Yeah. I just corrected you on a baseball name. Words. That's, that's when you know it's bad. It's Check yourself. <laughs> hey, it was still C <laughs> period Bellinger, so I kind of got it correct. True. Should have True. That. C Bellinger. It's not true at all. What? Thank you for that, though. Wait, what'd you say? I was saying I got C Bellinger correct. Uh, yeah, you said that Clay. That is true, though. No, nah, but I didn't, I didn't get Clay it right. Clay could be spelled with a C. It was, wasn't unless it? Unless you're on the so. Warriors. Yeah, unless you're on the Warriors. Okay. Final what Colts. Going on. Another Clay. Clay, Clay Matthews. From Stranger Things. Clay Matthews with a C. <laughs> oh, no. 13 Reasons Why. Never mind. We're naming C's. <laughs> C Clay. Stranger Things. Oh, my God. C Clay. Clay just like Clay. Like, just like <laughs> Clay Aiken. That's what a C. Clay Aiken with a C, right? Damn. I don't know. I just named Clay Aiken. That's the gay dude from American Idol, right? Yeah. Clay from, uh, Clay from uh, <laughs> that show, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Clay, oh. Clay Morrow. Clay yeah. Morrow, oh, yeah. I have zero TV, so I don't know any any of these TV names. Yo, Sons Clayton of Anarchy. Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw has a chance to get a ring still. First ring. I know. think Clay is short for Clayton, no? I don't know. I would imagine like why would you why would you name your Clay. son Clay? Clayton. Clayton sounds like a name. You wanna know a fun fact? You know Danny's name is Danny. It's really? Not, it's, it's not, not Daniel. Daniel. It's Danny. Interesting. That's, I was like, what the fuck? That's one of a kind, I feel like. Yeah, yeah what's good with that? His name is Danny. 
That's dope. Isn't that weird? My name is Nicholas. So yeah. Yeah. My name's Ephemios, so there you go with that. <laughs> Let's go. Like, I, f- I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like Nick would be more... I feel like that would be fine Like if your name is Nick. You know? Nah, nah, nah. But yo, no, Danny and Daniel are like completely different. Yeah. But so is Nick. Like Nick is totally like... Yeah, but Nick just sounds like a name. Like Nick. You know? I, my, so would you go with Mike and Michael? Would you say like Mike is an okay name? It's different. Ah. It's weird. Like it a legitimate government name, like I Mike. My my future father in law, his name is William. They call him Willie, and he named his son Billy, not William, Billy. But it's Billy just is Billy. short for William. Yeah, right, right. But right. his name is Billy. Damn. Hmm. Yeah, it's that silly. is weird. Yeah, my uncle's name is William, but he goes by Billy. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that weird when you consider the fact that some celebrities are naming their kids like Apple. And, I mean, yeah. That's you true. know, my favorite one is airplane pilot. I'm not even gonna get into that. That's one of the whose kid that is. Um, uh, Arquette, the Arquettes. Who? David, well, David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, airplane pilot is the name. Uh, you know what? It was? Helicopter pilot. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't. It almost makes yeah, it worse. I feel like you're just trolling. Like that can't be right. I promise you, it is. No, no, I know, but it's just so legendary. You it's, ever up at like two o'clock in the morning nickname? on HP? your phone and you're just like, HP. it's like you scrolling on Facebook and it's like. 25 weirdest celebrity names yeah. and you're like oh, i should be sleeping but i'm, yeah. I'm reading this like, onion what <laughs> i feel um, like that's tim a lot of nights he's like yeah, i'm just gonna scroll the internet yeah probably i uh, so, honestly i get in trouble a lot for that <laughs> my girlfriend's like you never fall asleep at the same time as me that's a weird complaint that is yeah well she will you know we've got to be she in the same to, like, bed yeah and... she wants to cuddle and stuff and i'm up watching like sports center <laughs> yeah um Anyway, let's uh, stick to baseball here. Uh, ESPN. The championship series are set uh, right now. Dodgers, Brewers, Red Sox, Astros. Uh, we could start in the AL, I guess. Red Sox, Astros. Um, who do you think is coming out of this? Uh, I feel like it's the right teams that are there, though. No offense, boss. Like these are. No, I mean they were the two best teams. Yeah, the two best season. teams. Where the Astros have. I feel like the Astros are being slept on just because they've been on like autopilot the whole year for the most part. And uh, you had the Yankees and the Red Sox that had over 100 wins. But, yo, going back to when they got Garrett Cole, I think that's been such a game changer for them because it's the same thing that I said about Justin Verlander last year, how he's a guy that was playing on a shit team compared to going to the Astros where now you're a World Series contender, defending champion also. Your career gets rejuvenated, and now he's fired up, and he pitched well in that DS. And now they got a, they got a tough, tough batting order going up against Boston. You want me to speak yeah, next? Is that what you're looking at me? I don't want to speak on anything about the Red Sox. Well, all right. So, I mean, first of all, if you're the Red Sox, you got to feel good about Chris Sale. Uh, I talked about this in the preview show, how he was throwing 90 and everyone was giving, was like all nervous and shit. And then all of a sudden he comes out, throws 95. He's he looking, only went four and a third, though. Still, though. He's still looking good. And he came in for a relief outing, which he looked good in. I mean, yeah, but that's so, totally different from. For sure. But you got to feel good about. I guess so. I guess so. Nah, you definitely. I mean, the Velo was there, which was. For good to see for them, like for their hopes of winning. Right. But it's just like, how deep can he really go or how banged up is he? For Houston, they look like a juggernaut, man. My my bold prediction was they're going to go undefeated through the playoffs, and I still kind of think that that's a possibility. Um, David, really Pratt, against this team? I feel like the Red Sox, I mean, they just put I don't up think it's 16. that crazy. Right? I don't think it's that good. Look, it, like, like Nick said, you got, uh, what's his name? Chris Sale, who, yes, he looked a lot better, but only went four and a third. So he's coming back still. He's kind of like making his way in. 
Then you got Rick Porcello, who pitches hard out against the Yankees, but it's still Rick Porcello. He's not scaring anybody. Then you got David Price, who continues to struggle like crazy in the playoffs, and he's going to start game two against the Astros. David Price regardless. sucks. Regardless. <laughs> so, suck. so, like, if you're That's looking at the starting so rotation wild. for the Red Sox and, and you're looking at it against a Houston lineup that is bringing the bats, and Carlos Correa's bat came alive during the, the, the DS, like, you got to be... A sweep is not out of the category here. Now, I don't think it will be a sleep, but... A sleep? It will be a sleep. I'll be asleep. Be right? <laughs> I'll be asleep with the fucking games. Like, yo, can we, can we, can we get a talk with Major League Baseball? Like, are you trying Bro, to get yourself off the map? Are you, you trying? to cater to all coasts. Like, two West Coast teams are in this. I hear you, but why can't you start on the West Coast at f- four? Because no one's out of work at four. <sighs> they don't show up at the second, third inning anyway. Nah, bro. Dude, listen, there's, a, there's an entire group of kids on the East Coast that will not know baseball. I hear that, too. But it's just like, you can't fuck over one coast either. Like, yo, They've yeah. been fucking over that coast for decades. Bro, that's the mean. Yo, even even 8 o'clock is kind of late for a baseball game. It's mad late. Dude, I, dude, I fell asleep at almost listen, every baseball game I was watching. If I had tickets to the NLCS in, in Los Angeles at 4 o'clock and I had to take off of work, I'd be furious. Yeah. Just because, like, just to appease the East Coast? You're just assuming everyone works till 5, though. Yes, we I, are. Yeah. <laughs> That's typical hours. Majority of people get out at 5. But all of us that are sitting here, none of us work till 5. Yeah, we are I the do. minority. <laughs> yeah, okay. But those people exist. And, and in this world where people can make their own money online and shit, the, not, the, the traditional 9 to 5 all is right. not as popular. You act like all those people who you're categorizing are going to the game. They're not. Yeah. All I know is, you know who's definitely not going to the game? 11-year-olds in New York. And that's and that's who you want. Oh, you mean Boston, because they'll be playing. Boston. Not the Yankees. Oh, you know, anywhere. Anywhere on the East Coast. They're not watching the game. They're not going to the game. It's whack. The The ratings are down. The What time does the game end? From 8 to, like, what, 11? Three hours you put on, like, your baseball 11, game. 11, right? 11, 11, 15? Uh, three hours is short for a baseball mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I would say, like, close to midnight. Yeah, midnight. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, right, especially baby. an American League game. I'm saying, I would say three hours, twenty minutes. On a TV, the time block is three hours. Yeah, right, but it but always it runs never, a little, yeah. a little longer. But it also runs earlier. Sometimes. That's another thing. Oh, yeah, if you DVR happens? that shit, cuts it off right there. And what happens if the game goes into <laughs> extra it? innings? I think I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and if, if we had a couple extra inning games in the at least in the playoffs in the wild card in games. the wild card and games, the, yeah. yeah. And going into the wild card games, the Rockies too. Their second game, right? The Rock- oh, the first yeah, game. You're right. You're right. You're right. The Rockies went to it. So against the Brewers. What the fuck are we arguing? Can we talk about the fucking series? Yeah, yeah. My bad. Jesus. Yeah, so I like the Astros <laughs> in this series. I I do like what the Red Sox are doing, but I just think the Astros have too much firepower. Uh, the Astros bullpen was their weakness last year, and all of a sudden, uh, with with Osuna, they they get him back, and he's kind of a guy who can end games. And with Boston. Yes, they have the lineup that they have, but I think if you if you're comparing lineups, Houston is favorable if not if not an even matchup, right? And then you're going to starting pitching, and they have the edge in starting pitching. And Boston, besides Kimbrel in the back, is a little shaky in the back end of that bullpen. So I, I would give that I would give the edge to the Astros. So I think the Astros are going to come out of this one. Yeah, I like the Astros too. I think this is the first time. Well, it is the first time in the playoffs that that well. The Red Sox aren't facing the Yankees anymore, right? So no, nobody went, except for Tanaka, who barely made it, went five innings. CC got knocked out early after three. One, like, it was like one time through the lineup. Severino got knocked out, and Hap got knocked out early. So these guys can actually pitch. They've pitched the sub-2-5 ERAs in Verlander, Garrett Cole. Throw Charlie Morton in there. 
just like there's so much better pitching coming from the Astros now, and they also have hitters who can get on. Whereas the Yankees are more feast than famine, and they it was a big time famine because they didn't hit. I don't think any home runs after the Gary Sanchez home run in Game Two. So there's a lot of innings without home runs for them, and you know what what happened? They lost. And now you go to the Astros. They have guys like Bregman who can hit for power and get on for average. Correa who can hit for power and average. Altuve can hit for power and average. Nobody on the Yankees can do that. So this is another new dynamic to this Yeah, these series. guys actually get on base as yeah. opposed to just swinging so for the fences. They'll be working pitchers. I think it's going to be a tough outing for Price. Um, fewer strikeouts. He had a ton of strikeouts in that game one. And I think the Astros hit them around. I like the Astros. Like Tim said, Ozuna at the end of the game. Last year they were struggling. It was Ken Giles who couldn't close games out. Now they have Ozuna. They have McCullers again out of the bullpen, which That's they clutch. did last year. It's like a starter who can give you three to four, who can bridge you from your starting pitcher to the closer, especially which is a guy nice with, to have. Especially a guy with stuff like McCullers. You you get him in there and you let him. All out for three innings yeah. instead of worrying about having to go six or seven. Yeah, exactly. for sure. So I, I give the edge to the, the Astros here. But I do – it's crazy. Like, if you just look at that Red Sox-Yankee series, the Red Sox just played – they're just the superior team, and you could tell. Like, they take first to third on singles. They even take the extra base. But ben Intendi had a single to left one time. Left field. Mookie Betts took third, and Ben Intendi took second on a throw that went into third. So, they just get it done at the top of the lineup. That's why J.D. Martinez led the league in RBIs this year. So, they have bats, too, to counteract this pitching. But I think overall pitching still wins in this game. In a game where people say offense wins now, I think pitching will prevail. Mm. Yo, it's crazy how like the they win the World Series and what was their big ad? It was Cole, right? And then you look at you look at the Red Sox, they get JD Martinez, Yankees get Stanton, and it's like, yo, the Astros, I feel like the whole year was just you know, on the preview show, we were like, Yeah, they're winning the West. And like they kind of just cruise control. And now I'm going I'm going with them too, just because unlike the Yankees, they could get on base and like cause damage that way. I think they added also just through them, through their own system in terms of like Alex Bregman has become such a better hitter than he was last year. That's a that's a giant bat. That's adding a mid mid of the middle of the order bat to your team, in house. So that's I think that's another great um, addition, sort of upgrade. upgrade upgrade upgrade. Yeah, yeah. They did a little thing. They got like Maldonado catching now, who's yeah. great behind the plate. Ozuna. Back into the bullpen, Garrett Cole. They did like little things. I feel like that kind of went under the rug. Like they didn't get the big name like JD Martinez, John. They just like tweet things because they have Justin Verlander, who's the ace. So he, he Garrett Cole, kind of like their number two. Although he was like the biggest pitcher on the market this all season, mm-hmm. trade wise. So yeah, they, I feel like they did little things. They definitely got that closer they needed. So they addressed their own needs. They didn't really need that big bat. So yeah, I mean. They're they trying to be a dynasty. Under the radar moves. They're trying to be a dynasty. Yeah. They're they have, it's going to be interesting once they got to start paying guys, though. Like, they, they've only paid Altuve, really. I think so. I, I think Correa uh, got paid, too. Or, or I'm not sure. I know one of them, too, got a big I'll, extension. Altuve got a big deal. I'll do, yeah. yeah. And he's coming off MVP season. But, like, you, year, got, so. you got Springer. If Bregman homegrown, keeps it up, Springer's you're going to have him, Correa. There's going to be a lot of money they're going to have to dish out. For a team that, in the past, would you say that they break the bank on players? Well, nah, but they put together like good homegrown teams like like Bagwell, BGO, Berkman, the Killer Bees, yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance dude, Berkman. Lance Berkman, shout out, to legend, one time Yankee. I was when he was a Yankee at the end of the road. I was like, yo, what is this guy doing here? Yo, Lance, the big Ber- Puma, right? That was yeah. The, Lance Berkman was is the con- is that kind of guy where it's like, is he fat or is he not fat? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> that in between, he's just of, like yo, he yeah. had some great years though. In uh, dude, great years, Houston, one of the best. 
Big Puma. Yo, shout out Jeff Bagwell, though. <laughs> and Craig Beach. Yo, can I tell you guys a, a, a little secret? First time I ever got to the plate in a Little League game, batted like Jeff Bagwell. Yo, you had like the crazy like squat. It was like crazy. like wide squat. squat. Crazy squat. I also, yeah, it looked like he had to have like crazy like do you guys remember hamstring. Tony? Yeah, like you guys remember Tony Batista? Yeah. He used to start like open. Open and then lean over. <laughs> yes. I was I, w- I moved from divisions in ICYP. I went so not to flex or anything, but I was in the younger division and I and I was too good, so they put me in the older division. I, yo, I bat. I, <laughs> no, I did as bad like eight hundred that year. But anyway, like you know the the Pee Wee division, like it was scrubs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I mean, trying I was, to play yeah. there anyway, so I moved up to the junior division, and I was struggling. Like I went from from hitting against kids that were lobbing it down the middle of the plate to kids who could actually throw. Don't tell me you broke out the Tony. Dude, Batista. I broke out Jeff Bagwell. I broke out Tony <laughs> Batista. I broke out fucking. Um, Craig Council. Yo, I was just about to wait till you finish to go, yo, there was one time in my life when I was playing baseball where I modeled my batting stance at a Craig Council. Yo, I don't know the why. way Craig Council batted. The bat was mad high. I don't know how his elbow wasn't dislocated. I swear to God. Like, if you pull up a picture of Craig Council. Yeah, I got I'm just like, dude, how's this kid? Like, I'm looking at I'm looking at him like, yo, his elbow has to be hurting him. And for those of you who, like, don't know what we're talking about, don't even pull up a picture. Pull up a video. Because... Yeah, as like high a, as he you have was, to get, like set. It's like a whole yeah, thing. Exactly. Yo, as high as he was, he was constantly trying to get higher. Like, like he, his goal was go as far up as possible. His arms were as if, like, literally take a bat and and keep both hands on the bat and try to lift it as high as you can. That's how not he directly bat. over your head, a little bit to the left. It was like he wanted his right arm. where the bat would be. Right. Just keep, just raise both your arms as, as high, high as, as you possible. can. And that's how we bet. I it think was, his goal was to like straighten out his front arm. If his front arm was straight, mm. it was like, all right, I'm good. Speaking of Craig Council, homegrown Milwaukee product. Now the nah, man. Nah. He huh? was homegrown? Yeah. I thought he went there at the end of his career. No, no, no. Okay, so home meaning he grew up in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Born in Milwaukee, was a, was a Brewers fan. Now he's got the Brewers in a place where the Brewers do not usually go. And I, I love this squad, man. I, I really, I'm in love with the Brewers. Yeah, Brewers, Dodgers. Brewer. I really like the Brewers in this series. I think their I think their lineup is just is, is too much to quit. They were hot. I will want to say I will want I do want to say one thing. I wrote an article for a now extinct website back in the uh, day called sports sportsidio.com. I thought you were going to say you got put on. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to say Sports you, who? Sports Spo- idiots? It was called Sports Idio. Like Video except replace the V with sports. Sports video. Sports video.com. I don't know about that. Don't I but, mean uh, I mean Anyway. There's a reason why it's extinct now. So the article. So yeah, I wrote an article about how teams that are how teams that sweep and go on big layoffs tend to get cold. And I call the article too good to win. And uh, it was it was when the Tigers lost in the World Series. Uh, back in the day, they they swept and then they lost to the Cardinals. I think in oh, in uh, I mean I think it was oh nine or ten. Uh, anyway, they got the the year when Kenny Rogers had like six bucks. Do you remember that? Kenny Rogers was pitching in two thousand ten. Uh, probably I don't know. Maybe it was earlier than that. But anyway, they, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it's possible. But it's, it's possible. Yeah. Anyway, so they that's what happened. And I'm I'm a little nervous about that with the Brewers because if you look down their lineup, they got a lot of hot hitters. Ryan Braun had five hits. Uh, Eric Kratz had five hits. Mike Mustakis had four hits. Mustakis. Uh, Mustakis. Come on, bro. You're Greek. What'd you say? Yeah, but Mustakis. I mean, that's how you say it in like the Greek part You're of the You're mad American, bro. From. 
Yeah. Oh, don't give me that. It's for real. Oh, in Athens, we say it differently. <laughs> I'm not from Athens. <laughs> I'm from tacos. I'm not from Athens. Where are you from? I'm from a lot of places. Nafaktos? Uh, no, 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 no. That's, that's the only that's other John. city I know. That's John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Crete? I don't know. Crete? No, Crete? Oh, it, Crete, yeah. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm awful of a quarter Cypriot. It's not Crete. It's Crete. Crete? Crete. That's how you say it in Greek. Oh, Crete. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of hot bats that uh, you could be nervous kind of hit a cold streak um, going forward. So uh, I like the Brewers in this series, but if that happens, I'm a little nervous. The X factor, I think, is Clayton Kershaw. He pitched, he, he pitched great, and that's not usually his M.O. His M.O. is struggle in the playoffs. If Clayton Kershaw is regular season Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs, then I don't know how you could I don't know how you could pick the Brewers to win those games. So if he makes three starts, the Dodgers have a chance. We'll see though. They didn't start on game one last time. They did not. They started Ryu. It worked out though. They won three out of four. Um I don't know. I think yo, they do have some good pitching. Like Walker Bueller has really come on. Ryu and then Kershaw. That's a tough three for the crew to top. I know the crew were throwing out Gio Gonzalez game one. Uh Wade Miley, who's I have no idea why for some reason been good this year. And uh were they throwing game three? Oh, Yoli's Chassin. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have the pitching edge, but I do think their hot bats will come three, through against anyone. Three decent starters though. Yeah, but they're like three journeymen. I, I wouldn't call Gio a journeyman. Oh not Gio, I'm sorry. But yeah, but like Gio's been around the block. Wade Miley. Dude was pitching in Baltimore last year on the most yeah. meaningless team in baseball. And Yoli's Chassin, he was all right. And, you know, he's good in Colorado. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. Yeah. But when you have Walker Bueller, Ryu, and Kershaw on the other side going against them three, it's just like huge pitching edge to the Dodgers. I but, mean, we talk about this, though, but the, the pitching end, edge as the starting pitchers goes to the Dodgers. Yeah, it starts and ends there. It starts and ends there. The bullpen is yeah, all Milwaukee. I agree. I said on the preview show, Hater is the best weapon in the playoffs. Right. And he showed it in the in the, in the DS. DS. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. And yeah, I mean their bats are hot. Locaine, Mustakis, Braun, like that's a formidable lineup. Yelich, the MVP of the of you know the season, and Eric Kratz is kind of weird because he's been in the minors forever. He's like thirty five or thirty six now. He's somehow got to start. He was on the Yankees to start the season, and then moved over to the Brewers and found his way into a starting catching job. And known as a defensive guy, some somehow he's contributing offensively. So it's weird to see, honestly, from Eric Kratz. But I think. That rest of the lineup is definitely capable of uh, continuing that hot streak. Like you said, Braun has five hits. I think he can come on. Hebrew Hammer, great nickname. That is a great nickname. Yo, do you guys make anything of uh, the Dodgers being like a playoff experience team compared to the Brewers being here for the first time? This is the Dodgers' fifth straight NLCS, which is crazy. It, Jeez, five straight. Damn, no chips. No chips. It's like the Rangers, bro. Rangers went to... Probably, Thanks for that. Probably more <laughs> successful, honestly. It's it's tough. Like playoff experience does count for something. The Brewers just like they have a a swag about them. They though. do. They Jesus also Aguilar. Guys, we didn't even mention. Yeah, like, we didn't even mention him. But like they got guys that have been in the playoffs. Like the yeah, the Low two guys. and Mustakis came yeah. over from the from the uh, Royals. Oh yeah, they're champions. Yeah, they are too. Oh yeah, yeah, champions. Okay, well you want to talk shit Fuckers. earlier in the episode? Like, How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel? No, but well, they, that's the fact of the matter, bro. They were champions. They also know how to come back from because. The the Royals were the odds on um, underdog in all three of their series that year, and they 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 just kind of chipped and chipped and chipped and chipped, and they did it with swag, like they did it with they, confidence. They played the wild card game that year too, I believe, against the A's when they came back down big. Man, if only the A's would have won. 
Yeah, who knows? My, what life would've, my life would have been a little different, I think. <laughs> I, look, if the Blue Jays would have won that series, the Mets would have swept the World Series. For hmm. real. Too bad. That yeah, was I was hoping the Blue Jays won because I, I would have loved to go to Toronto for a game. What a great Toronto, sorry. Toronto? With an S, yeah. Why? It's a long story. I'll tell you all fair. I, I mean, I... I of all the S words, like I can imagine which one is the one. What? You know, just think about it yourself at home. What, like sluts? No, it's actually Frankie just making fun of me saying Toronto. Yeah, that's the only that, time I've heard it. I don't even know the story You ever hear Frankie it. do his voice? And it sounds nothing like his voice, obviously. The, the lamb voice. Yeah. yeah, I've heard the lamb, like, yo, the lamb I can't voice. Really, I can't. So he was saying, like, I'd rather go to Toronto. He was saying Toronto instead of Toronto. Yeah. You do a good lamb voice. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, who do you guys who you who you uh Tim's over there laminating the fact that he thinks the Mets would have won a hypothetical World Series. I mean, no, 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 they would have swept. Yeah, well, they would have won a hypothetical. Yo, guys, let me live in my hypothetical. <laughs> world, right? He's like, yo, that would have been a great matchup. We would have swept them. <laughs> I was like, how is that a great matchup? For real, man, I was analyzing those matchups like crazy. What an amazing matchup! Yo, they, they had a strikeout. They had high strikeout hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against our and against fastballs in particular, against our fastball. Lineup. Okay, let's stop. We're talking about the 2015 World Series. Let's talk about this one. Brewers. It's Astros is going to be the Damn, w- World Series. I want to pick the Brewers so bad just because I feel like Tim said, like, their swag is crazy. They do that shit with, like, they go like that now every time they get a hit. They have, like, dope players. Like, I fuck with Low Kane and Yelich. I think they have, like, great outfield. They're deep, too. Yo, Yelich is my guy. They're Shout deep. If, if, they need a, if they need a pinch hitter in a big spot, that bench is deep. So no matter who there is. pop. Like, if you want to bring Eric Thames off the bench for a home run, yeah. like, you need a home run. Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson, who has postseason experience. He came on in the, in, in the DS a little bit. But uh, I, I hate picking the Dodgers. But I just think that starting pitching is just, this is going to be too much. So I'm going to go uh, Dodgers in I think, six. I'm I think Dodgers a repeat six. of the World Series. I'll Dodgers, Astros. That would be sick. So really, really, no, I'll really. I'll be sick. Oh, I'll be sick. That would be sick because it's really rare to see that in baseball. Like baseball, you don't see people. I mean, I just think in in, in all sports, it's hard. I mean, yeah, basketball is different, yeah, but that's that's different. so like superstar driven. But yeah, that's that that would be some shit. I'll be upset. I really want to see the Brewers make it, but I just can't pick them right now. Yo, does anyone watch if I, it's like Brewers Astros though, like on a national level? Because I think I, I, I think baseball is probably gunning for. They would hope, like the people in the in the league offices, probably want Boston and Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, without a doubt, of course, two historic programs too. Right. I mean, they were pulling for Yankees, Dodgers last year yeah. too, probably. Yeah. But the Astros prevailed. The Astros ended up getting them a little, a nice little publicity because of the Sports Illustrated cover. It was the talk of the town? Oh, like five, four or five years ago, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, 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 I remember that. You brought that up, I think, last year. It was one of my spitballs. Yeah, yeah. See, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, who you got? What, Brewers? You got the crew? Yeah, fuck it. The beer makers. <laughs> beer makers, right? The, the beer makers, you know what I'm saying? Right, let's get Milwaukee. it. Milwaukee. Um, all right. Oh. All right, uh, we're going to get to spitball. <laughs> Weird. Uh, first one <laughs> is throwing in the towel. Uh, that's me. Uh, I got this. We could do it. The Cavs have completely revamped. Their entire locker room now that LeBron James is out, and the space where LeBron James's locker once was is now a towel closet. So they are trying to forget LeBron James was ever well, not forget his legacy because they gave him a championship, but move on. You know, like if you had a girlfriend you were in love with and you might have even married, 
When you break it off, try and move on, clean split, and turn her fucking closet into a towel closet. <laughs> mm. Yo, those new lockers look fire, by the way. Yeah, you saw Kyle, like sexted. Yeah, yeah. Shit, and we're like, yeah. yo, look at this thing. The yeah. skyline Crazy. on the bottom, and he has like mad drawers. Like, yo, this is Chargers. Yeah, he's like, if I ever got to charge my shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next, we have Welcome Back. Ilya Kovalchuk returns to the NHL, scored his first goal the other day in uh, five years. He played in Russia, so third game in, I believe. 2-1 loss to the Jets. He scored the lone goal for the Kings. Oh, I was going to say, because he signed that big-ass contract with the Devils. So how did that work out? Does he... I I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. But he signed a three-year deal with the Kings. Big blow for the Spurs. Projected starting point guard Murray for the... Uh, San Antonio Spurs tore his ACL in the preseason. Huge blow for them. This was a team that I'm very excited. Well, I was very excited to see, you know, the addition of DeMar DeRozan on that team. And he's one of the big pieces for them going forward. And he's out for the year now with a torn ACL. Lonnie Walker, too, got hurt. He's out. Yeah. Meniscus. Six to eight weeks, their rookie they drafted. Dirty Nails. Uh, Lenny Dykstra is facing. Oh, by the way, his nickname is Nails. Uh, Lenny Dykstra, former champion with the 68 Mets, former champion with the 90 Phillies, if I'm not mistaken, facing 3 to 15 years in jail on charges for meth, cocaine, Hell yeah. and threatening an Uber driver with a gun. Hold on. The 86 Mets, right? The 86 Mets, yeah. Okay. You said and, then 69 90, Mets? and then 90 Phillies. Did I say 69? I meant to say 86 if I did. I don't know. I think it's just 69. If he won a championship with the 69 Mets I and then with the 90 Phillies, <laughs> impressive. Yeah, classic Mets, though. Classic 1986 Mets. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. meth? <laughs> meth, coke, crack. Anything you can get your hands on. All the above. Sometimes you guys smoke on meth. One of my friends went to a Met game when uh, Coke Boys came out, the the French Montana. It was the mixtape or a song. And he had, uh, they were wearing Drew Gooden and Daryl Strawberry jerseys. And they had a sign that said the original Coke Boys with the arrows pointing down. Like yeah, them yeah. too, and they threw them out the stadium. Really? <laughs> yeah, they took they took their sign and threw them out. I told Damn. this story already, but my ex girlfriend, well, well, not really girlfriend, but ex whatever, uh, she I don't know, whatever. didn't need that information. Uh, yeah, she she had a, a family member that once got double teamed by Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling. Nice, that's a good time. Yeah, I do remember you telling that story. Yeah, yeah. Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling at the same time. Probably a lot of drugs involved too. Oh yeah, a lot of sniffing coke uh, out of holes. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of holes. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, run it back. Uh, John Jones mm. and Alex Gus. Gus. Gus are running the back at 232 at the end of the year. And um, that's Jones' first fight back, by the way, from suspension. And Ally Quinta has signed on to fight Kevin, Kevin Lee. Lee December 15th to headline the Milwaukee card. Yikes. They're running it back. Kev Lee beat him the first time around. Oh, boy, Kevin Lee's going to fuck him up. Kevin Lee? Yeah. Our boy's on that card, too. Yeah, Jared's on that card as well. It's the last Fox card of of ever because they're moving over to ESPN. So Ooh. kind of some good fights. They put on Sergio Pettis is on there, too. He just fought on on the card the other day, the pay-per-view. Against four, juicy at Formiga. This, UFC ESPN? UFC yeah. ESPN, yeah. Just a couple months ago. Gus That's why they got Ariel on there, too. I, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that I'm more likely to watch more UFC now. Yeah, I don't know Maybe. how that's going to work, like if they're going to have cards on ESPN or not. I don't know. I would think so. I mean, they signed on with them. Yeah, or I mean, did, that's, that's I, the point, right? No, ABC maybe because that'd ABC, be pretty fire, yo. ABC would be. ABC fire. owns ESPN or Disney owns them all. I forgot how Disney that works. owns the whole like they're a whole umbrella. The whole they owns all everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. ass, ass, ass. ass. <laughs> but yeah, there's been a lot of animosity between fucking Gustafson and Jones in the past. Before he's always talked shit to him. Well, yeah. Gustafson's well, like gone out of his way to say shit to him. Yeah, and he probably still feels he won that. 
first scrap. Yeah, it was a good fight, so it's going to be interesting. But Oh, it's for the light heavyweight title, too, by the way, supposedly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're shipping DC of that, yeah. Cormier, who was actually fighting Derek Lewis, too. I should have mentioned that at 2.30. Oh, Maybe yeah. That. Black Beast. He's going to fuck him up, man. Yeah, he is. It's going to be like him versus Volkan, which we saw live. It's Yo, so he's a minus... 800 favorite DC. He's going to beat the shit out of him, I dude. know, but it's a heavyweight fight. I'd be a little careful. I wouldn't. Nah. Yo, he, he's known for having like a like a chin. Like the fact that he got knocked out or TKO'd by fucking, what's his name? Jones. John Jones was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, you get kicked in the fucking head. It's a different story. Anyway, next thing. Team sex. Uh, apparently, one of the reasons the Eagles are struggling this year is uh, a trainer for the, for the team said that they're um, laying the wood down. So they're having a lot of sex. Wait, what? Yeah, it was an interview on uh, Philly, some Philly network. And but what's the correlation? Weak knees, bro. Less explosiveness. Wait, also, like, what are they, like, reporting every time they fuck to this trainer? <laughs> nah, but, like, yo, you, you know, you just won a Super Bowl. You're, you're the man in Philly. You're probably not having sex with just one person at a time. It's, like, multiples, you know? Yeah, if I win a Super Bowl, I'm getting sucked. And, you know, I'd be wearing my jersey out, Joey, if I was... If I was a professional no athlete, a hundred percent, no would. shot. Yeah, he would. I'm you, sure. You'd remember get Joel? Mold. Huh? You'd get like mold. Yeah, you wouldn't even have Joel a good time. Nick would tattoo his name on his back, probably. Uh, I mean, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon did. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's a couple people have done that. Does uh, Cowboy Cerrone has done that, right? Oh, uh, he has it on his back. Yeah, he has Cerrone on his back. Yeah. Uh-huh. So That's yeah. a little crazy. If you guys are wondering why the Eagles are struggling this year, I'm sure this is not a, a source to trust, but greatest.com, greatist.com. Uh, said that actually, if you have sex the night before a game, your performance increases because your testosterone levels go up. Apparently, Ronaldinho said that he had sex before every single soccer game he's ever played. I believe that guy. And that's one of the goats. And that's one of the ugliest people I've ever lived. Yeah but, he, yeah, but he's the goat. He's a soccer god. Yeah. He is. One of, uh, uglier than Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, plaque. <laughs> Mannequin thing. Yeah. His, his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a fucked up face. But I respect him. He refused to like get any work done, even after all the money. Yeah, fuck it. It's like, yo, uh, I'm me, bro. <laughs> I mean, no, you're fucking before every game. What, what do I get? I got to pay for teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what more work do you need? Literally suck my dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. Then he probably had the dentist suck his dick. Yo, um. <laughs> yo before we get into the game breakdown, I want to mention uh, Drew Brees set the passing record oh, yeah. on Monday Night Football. Funny video, Peyton Manning celebrating him. Um, yo, I don't know if this is a hot take. I'm channeling my inner Tim, but oh, no. I think he's probably the most influential NFL player of our generation. By Whoa. that, I mean, he made it okay to draft a quarterback. That's not six, four. He's opened up the door for Russell Wilson, who actually tweeted at him like, Hey, Drew, you're, you're my biggest inspiration. Thanks for holding it down for the short guys. And he put that in parentheses and it's like, yo, nowadays, Quarterbacks that are 5'11", 6 foot, they're not your prototype 6'5", laser rocket arm quarterback. They're being given chances and big chances. Like we just saw a guy that was, what's Baker Mayfield? 6 foot, he's listed at? He's not 6 foot though. You see him with like next to some of the wide receivers and running backs. They're like eye level with each other. So I think that Drew Brees has really changed the game, man. Like Russell Wilson, say what you want about Manziel, but he became a top pick because people are like, oh, the next Drew Brees. Everyone's the next Drew Brees. And they've created the new, him and Sean Payton together have created this new NFL that we see where swing passes to running backs are extended handoffs. And that allows 
the running back to avoid the seven, eight-man boxes, and they go up against corners and linebackers in space. They're the ones that really started doing it. And then from there, you saw New England start doing it. They took that, scat backs all over, slot-wide receivers. And I think I think Drew Brees is like the most influential player of our generation. I mean, it's, it's definitely something to... Uh to consider, I think Doug Flutie opened up that that door, and then Drew Brees busted it wide open. Um, Doug Flutie, the fact that Flutie flakes, the fact that Drew Brees uh, has gone so unnoticed nah. during this time, I think he's always the, been the third guy. It was Peyton Brady, Brees, and then it was a Rogers Brady Brees. Like he's always been the third guy, but here he is doing his thing as always at forty one years old. Look. Tom Brady's getting all the credit, the TB12 diet, and this and that. But here's Drew Brees, the same age, doing even better, and still slinging it down the field. Still looks like he could play for four or five more years as well. So um, shout out to Drew Brees, the all-time passing leader. Um, that's going to be one of them. I think because he's underrated, I think like in 10 years when you get a trivia question like who's the all-time NFL passing leader, you know, Peyton Manning's going to come to mind. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montana. <laughs> oh, that's legendary. Oh, For those VMOGs, you know what I'm talking the about. Game show? And, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my and God. The, and, or like, Brett Favre. And guys John like, has, like, yeah. 60,000 passing yards. And guys like that. So, it's like, you know, Drew Brees, he'll, he'll be a hard guess, but, you know, he's going to be he's gonna be the answer, and he deserves it. In a league where passing was few and far between, Tim said Joe Montana. Oh, no, he has 40,000. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still stand by my guess. I was, like, mad, yeah. like... The first name that Gary came to my mind, Collins I shouted it out. Yards Gary Collins has more yards than Joe Montana. Yo, um, oh, I, love it. I think uh, Eli Manning's like creeping in on the top five. I'm looking at the list right now. Eli Manning is six. Yeah. And, yeah, but he's pretty far out. Nah, uh, is it 1,000 out from, you said the top five, Marino. It's <laughs> 8,000 yards away. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, 61,000. He's at 53. Oh, my fault. I saw the 52 and 53. If I lose my penis in a tragic penis loss accident, I'm going to harvest fucking Archie Manning's cum, and I'm going to put it in my significant other to have a child. Whoa. Oh, I was going to say, you don't have a dick. Where are you putting that? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yo, no dick, no hope, dog. I wish that no, on no I, one. I, 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 you, t- you go over to the John Jones's family. You take that. The that Joneses. Is. Nah, they, they got mad. Like, Yo, you know what I'm looking balls. at right now, which I'm blown away by this? Eli Manning has more yards than Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Bro, he never missed the game. Yeah, yeah I know, but still. Either the Rivers, though, Shady. Yeah, I needed the Rivers. I Rivers know. had that And time. Elway and, like, yo, Carson Palmer's higher than I thought. Yeah, your boy Carson Matt Ryan's Palmer 15. Missed mad time. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to be in the been, top 10. He's been playing for 15 years. He's going to be. Soon. That's he's going to easily. No, he's going to How long has he been playing? He's, he's going to have drafted more, in 11 years. Matt, years. Matt Ryan has 43. How many? Years? 10. Matt Ryan has 43, and 10 is 49. So he's chilling. Yeah, he'll play. So, he'll he'll be there. Overrating his way all the way up that list. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has forty. Where is Rodgers on that list? Twenty. Damn! Imagine if he didn't miss those first four years. But um, like, if he's gonna like forty is up to Kerry <coughs> Collins, like uh, seventeen. I'll tell you this much: so he, he could throw he, one game. He could. That's one who. You, that's a popular guess. Who will be up there? Yeah. Aaron who? Rodgers, who probably won't be top five, might not finish top five. Nah, I don't. I don't think Rodgers. I, I feel like now, like yo. You don't think Rodgers will be a popular guest like 10 years from now? Who oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant like who's a guy that could creep into the top five like, right now. I don't think Rodgers has that many more years left. No, that's what too. I'm saying. Like if you get named the top five passengers of all time, someone's going to say Rodgers. Yo, time out. Where's Brady on this thing? Four. 67,000. 
Not for nothing. In 20, 20 years, I could think about a uh, a 21-year-old quarterback that's playing right now that might be creeping up that list in 20 years. Of course you could think that's that. That's right. Well, he got to throw complete more than 10 passes a game would be nice. I mean, but he did he's get a rookie. He's got to jump on everyone. You're talking about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> he's not 21, is he? I don't know. Baker's a little older. Nah, he's older, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's like 23. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't fucking know, Three man. different schools. All right. Speaking of football, let's talk about some football. We have three games that are highlighted. Ah, ah. Let's get to the first game that we have highlighted here: uh, the Ravens against the Titans in Tennessee. Both teams are three and two. Mm. Uh, how are we feeling about these teams? I feel like these are both kind of fringe teams, in my opinion. Both coming off losses last week. Bad to like historically bad teams. Yeah, as uh, road favorites, also going into Buffalo, Tennessee lost. Yeah, very sloppy game, and I feel like you can't lose if, if you want me to take you seriously. You can't lose to Buffalo like that. Like you that's, got nothing going. It's like Tennessee's mo for some reason. Like they can't score. They can't put two good games in a row together. They can't score the ever. football. The, the the wide receiver that dropped the pass that would have been the game winning touchdown. I can't remember who what his name is. Got cut. Got cut. Yeah. That's really it. fire. Goodbye. That's dope. Yo, yeah. it, it was right in his fucking arms. It was right in his arms. Yeah, I would have. I would have like not even let it go that far. I would have cut him like on the sideline when he was like, "Yo, you're out. Yeah." I'd be the worst GM though ever. I mean, he said it himself. He's like, "Yo, this is professional football. Uh, QBs throw it and receivers catch it." Yo, the thing. So the thing about football is when we talk about baseball. I know Nick is a huge advocate of cutting the season. Like, there's 162 games. So if you lose a game, it's just like, ah, you know, it's a tough one. We'll get it tomorrow. Football. If you lose a game, it's just like, yo, that could be the difference between getting in and missing the playoffs. Yeah, think about it. 16 games. Baseball terms, right? You lose a game. In, in football, it's it's equivalent to going on a ten game losing streak in pretty in much, baseball. Yeah, like a t- right? so yeah, imagine going on like a, a four game losing streak in, in the NFL. Like people get fired, bro. It's a wrap for you. Yeah, you know. I also just feel like the Titans are one of those teams that like they're any week you could see them just laying an egg. Like they put up like twelve. They always and, like, lay nine eggs. or like and random thing. Like they're like put- random game. No, but they're like they'll lose games and put up twenty points. Like whatever. But there'll also be those games where it's like, yo, how the fuck did you score nine? Yo, and they're good. I'm just gonna say, like, back to the game. They're playing the Ravens this week, a stout defense, top five all around in passing and, and defending the run. And it's just like they're bottom of the league in passing, mm-hmm. which you think they kind of excel because Derrick Henry hasn't done shit this year. Deion Lewis has been okay, but they're still bottom third of the league in rushing. So it's just like, are we gonna see another nine to 12 point performance out of the Titans and expect them to win? Do you know what it is with the Titans? Is their whole offense is built around running the ball and play action and letting Marcus Mariota use his legs off the play action. But if you can't run the ball successfully, then you can't run play action. I think that's what's happening with this team. I just think everyone on the offense is mediocre. I don't think anyone's a playmaker. Like, who's a playmaker? Corey Davis can be a playmaker. I, it could, could be. But Deion Lewis. Like, Nick was but just talking even about- Deion Lewis, who's like, he's a he, he could make big plays, like, given the right circumstances, whatever. But, like, you can't rely on him. Yeah. Like, right. he's just like a guy you give, like, some volume Nick to. Nick just hope went on a rant about scatbacks and how Drew Brees and Struzola and the Patriots were one of the teams mm-hmm. you named. Yeah. They successfully utilized Deion Lewis. Sure. sure but I'm saying, like, he's not good to enough him. to be like, yo, I'm going to rely on Deion Lewis for us to score points. Like, I don't think Corey Davis is, like, amazing. Maybe not yet, but he has the potential. I also i am not a Marcus Mariota guy either. Also, fast forward one year uh, oh, in advance, and James White has taken that role and succeeded. So, was it the player or was it the role? That's always that's always the that's question true. with football. It's was it the like the scheme or the like Joe Budden once said, uh, no matter who you are, the right system will turn a role player to a superstar. 
that's that's the biggest that's the biggest question mark in football in general when you sign free agents. Like Le'Veon Bell, right? Why isn't he getting a lot of trade interest? Well, he runs a certain style and he runs behind the best offensive line in football. Nah. Arguably. Mm. Why not? They got three old pros in that line. That's arguably the best offensive line in football. Now there's there's good arguably. offensive lines in football, so arguably. They're up there. Top five at least. Yeah, that's right. Fair, yeah. What if he goes to a team like the Jets? Where they they're bottom five, maybe bottom yeah, bottom ten. There. They've been playing a little better. They're run they they're good at run blocking, terrible at pass pass blocking. But what happens? Like, does Le'Veon Bell just become a guy? You don't know. Because he has a certain style of run that he's been like right, cultivating. Right. You know what I mean? Behind with the same, the same line. Guys. And that line, this is the third year in a row they're playing with the same guys. That's very rare. I mean, in, in Le'Veon Bell's situation, I also think that he just has a lot of skills, so it's not really going to like... Yeah, but I feel the same way. Like, not to that level, but Deion Lewis has a lot of skills as well. Yeah, but like, like I said, I don't think that... To, I think Deion Lewis is a good addition to a offense that has like a guy. He can't be the guy. Like well, He's a good man, addition. Derrick Henry can't be the guy. That's well, the he that's, definitely can't be the guy. That's why things aren't... That's the softest big man I've ever seen. And like, you lose never Delaney Walker, face, which is, wrong. you know, that's a safety blanket, and he's one, he's one of the better tight ends in the league. So that's a huge loss, too. And then, you know, you're expecting Corey Davis to take on a role that he I don't think he's, you know, necessarily prepared for yet. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I, it could be Marcus Mariota. I'm not... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think he's just they're very underwhelming. They're going through a lot. Though. Like Rashard Matthews was a big, big guy on that offense last year. He's gone. Delaney Walker, he's not around. So it's like you know, it's tough. Taiwan Taylor's catching passes. They're just like, underwhelming. They are, and you know what it is? They are. It's Mar. It's Mariota. Like I thought, Mariota under the tutelage of um, I keep wanting to call him Nagy Lafleur, Matt Lafleur. I thought he was going to be a little better, but nothing has really changed. His mechanics are still a little off. He's still a little late. He's still inaccurate. And that's the problem. If you like, he doesn't have a cannon. So if you're gonna be in, you can't be inaccurate if you don't have a cannon. And he's inaccurate. Yeah. You gotta hit. You gotta hit your receivers, Doc. Titans. Receivers. Titans. The last couple of years, even under <clears throat> when they had Mariota quarterbacking, they they tend to play down to their competition. Mm. All right. Like, how do they go into Kansas City last year in the playoffs and they beat them? How do they, you know, for the most part, not get the doors blown off? Sure, they lose by two touchdowns to the Patriots, but. New England scored in the playoffs late, right? They beat the Eagles at home. But then they go and they lay an egg. Like, yo, you can't. Like, good teams, they don't lay eggs to bad teams. Like, the Rams went into Seattle last last week where Seattle had. That was a revenge game for them. Last year when they played them, Gurley had that, like, wild-ass game where you had three, four touchdowns and, like, 200 yards in total. And they had that game circled. And what did the Rams do? They snuck out a victory. And if you want to be a, a serious team and be a contender, you can't lose games like that to Buffalo. For sure. I, the, to your point as well, I feel like this is the kind of game where Tennessee can go and score 30 on the team that's top five in the league in both passing and running defense. A, I think it's a good that's spot their MO. Too, yeah, like, that's their MO. They play up to their competition Baltimore's, as well as down. Baltimore's playing their third straight road game too, which you rarely see in the NFL. So they could be tired. That's a lot of travel, three straight weeks of travel. So we'll see. They might be able to catch them you know, coming into their house. I feel like both teams don't do it for me. I think both teams are good defensively. I feel like they're mirror images almost. And and both teams kind of just like lay an egg. You're, you've been talking about like Crabtree in the past. Crabtree is, is like top 10 in the league in drops this year. He's having the case of drop season. Dropped a TD last week. And that's an, another drop that cost the team a win. Yeah, and, and John Brown is their best offensive weapon, I would say. I'd agree. 
I, I mean, I, I feel differently about the Ravens. I don't think that this is your father's Ravens. I think that they have they have an explosive offense if they allow it to be explosive. Uh, John Brown needs to continue to do what John Brown was doing. He had, that game two weeks ago on primetime, he could have went for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Like he, There is a couple of throws I just missed. Um, Buck Allen out of the backfield is a really good weapon. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Alice Collins is a bruiser. Uh, Willie Sneed in the slot. Uh, he's not going to wow you, but he's a really good possession receiver. And they have some tight ends that can catch balls. Uh, the key is going to be Joe Flacco. Uh, he so far in the first five, in the first four weeks, he looked like he was having a resurgence, and then kind of shit the bed last week against the Cleveland defense, who not for nothing, they were on the road and they were playing against a, a team that has a really good defense. So you can't really blame him for shitting the bed there. So. I think this is a good bounce back spot for both of these teams. I think that this is, I think the over under is like forty. This this is the type of game that that screams out to me sometimes. Like everything says under, take the over. Yeah, I, like you said, Hayden Hurst is someone to watch. He, it was first game active last week. He only had one catch, but they've utilized the tight end a ton in the past. Back to like just going back to like the Todd Heap days. Yeah, with Joe Flacco, the the end of the Todd Heap days, but. That'd be interesting to see. That'd be a new like dynamic to that offense. Be throwing in Hayden Hurst was a top pick for them. So, kind of that's who I'm watching this game, especially against the defense. Like I said, who's, I mean, the Titans have a good defense in themselves, coached by Vrabel. But I want to see if he can get involved a little bit. Hayden Hurst. That's who I'm watching this game. Giving the edge to the home team in this one, I think the Titans win it. But I think it's a close game. I think the Ravens give it a shot. Thirteen ten. I'm gonna go Ravens just because I know, like I said, it's their third row game. But defense travels is the classic saying. And um, it's going to be like, yeah, a 13-10 game, but I'm a lean Ravens. I like the Titans here, too. Go with the home team. Uh, all right. Uh, the next game that we have highlighted here is the Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals are 4-1. and one, Steelers 2-2-1. Two, two and one. If you're Cincinnati and you want to be – I mean, I've been talking up the Bengals since the beginning, but if you want to be considered one of the elites, this is a huge – I think it's a bigger game for them than it is for Pittsburgh, despite the record, because – if you are Cincinnati, you could put the Steelers, your biggest rival in the division, and I think your biggest competitor as far as winning the North, you could put them in like a three-and-a-half game hole, and that would be massive. You would put them at 0-2-1 in the division, which is huge, and we don't know what the status of Le'Veon Bell is going to be when he gets back. And I think that the more that Pittsburgh loses and things don't go their way, the more turmoil, more shit's going to be coming out from the locker room because that's just how Pittsburgh is, right? Pittsburgh loses one week and AB's tweeting at a former equipment manager like, all right, trade me then. And then last week they went and it's like all sunshine and rainbows over there. So I think if you're the Bengals, this is a huge game for you. And you're the team sitting at first in your division. You're four and one. This is also a great opportunity because Big Ben has not fared well uh in these types of games uh, over the past five seasons ben roethlisberger has only thrown two or more touchdowns in five of 22 games where he's been on the road with the one o'clock start so he has been ineffective on the road at one o'clock start times and antonio brown his entire career against cincinnati remember these guys are in the same division i'm sorry not to remind you of that has only one td in his career against the the Bengals. So this is a team that does struggle when they're on the road at that time, and they do struggle against the Bengals in offense. And the Bengals this year are not going to be the type of team that's going to let them hang around. Uh, the Bengals have a killer instinct that I haven't seen out of them um, in a while. So it's going to be interesting. 
I I think the I think the Bengals have a real shot of winning this game. I don't know. Big Ben is also thirteen and two at Paul Brown Stadium. I was gonna say he's twenty two five and one in the state of Ohio in his career. Yeah. So you got two teams in there. You got the Browns and you got Cincinnati. He's also an Ohio boy, so right, maybe right. he gets up to playing in, in in front of like his hometown. So yeah, I'm on the Steelers this week. Same. I know. Uh, I shot on James Conner last week. I said he had to get it going because the looming Le'Veon Bell situation. He did good against the Falcons, and this is another inviting matchup. I shot on Kenyon Drake a little bit. Well, this defense, the Bengals defense, let him get going out of the backfield. He had like 70 receiving yards in that big touchdown. I think that's where James Conner is going to shine in the passing game this week again. So I kind of like the, the Steelers here through the air. I think they get it done through the air, and probably it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but I'll take the Steelers. I think the the one thing I'm looking forward to the most in this game is – Last time these two teams played, Vontez Perfect got absolutely tattooed by Juju. Juju and he stood over him. And you know he ain't going to let that shit fly. Like Last time they played in Cincinnati was the Shazier injury, too. Shazier injury. Mixon got a concussion in the first it half. It got ugly after it, the It got very, very Shazier, ugly in that Shazier game. Injury. It's going to get ugly again. Did, it always didn't Perfect also level AB that game, too? No, he leveled him in the playoffs. They played in the playoffs a couple years ago, and then... That's when I thought it, the Juju game, Perfect did something, and then, uh, and then there was that like retaliation sort of. I Maybe don't know. I'm wrong. I don't know, but the 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 play that I think you're thinking about was in the playoffs where he hit Antonio Brown, and then Antonio Brown had to miss the playoff game the next the next week. I don't know. That was the one where like Perfect ran out the ran the touchdown back. Yeah. And then, like, he went into the locker room and shit. That was the one. But, yeah. yo, it, there's always fireworks with, with these two teams. They're not fireworks like, you know, 45, 50 score lines. I'm talking, like, fisticuffs. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like if I'm Marvin Lewis, I'm taking Vontez Perfect into my office, and I'm being like, yo, if you do some dumb shit in this game, I promise you you're cut. They, I promise you. I, I'm sure he'll be like, I'll pay for your fine. It's probably going I'll Yeah. The other I'll tell way. him, like, yo, if you can do something dumb. Do it before the second part of the fourth quarter, okay? Do it early because at the end, you can't get no penalties. No, there might be game. some getting after the quarterback, too, like T.J. Watt and Geno Atkins along with J.J. Watt are tied for the league leading sacks. So it might be some uh, getting and, after the quarterback. And, yo, Joe Hayden last week shut down Julio Jones. Yeah, I don't was, know what that was about. I mean, and he's, he's playing well. He's historically done very, very well against A.J. Green. Going back to their time in college, right. too, Georgia-Florida matchups, they would always pair up against each other. So they know each that other. That and like, Browns-Bengals matchups, too. Yeah, yeah. So like, they know each other really well. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. And, yo, I think the, the, the number two receiver for both sides, Tyler Boyd and Juju, might have to – whoever has the bigger game of the two might end up leading their team to victory. Yeah, oh, I got, Juju. I <laughs> By the way, n- not to talk much about fantasy, but like coach speak, don't buy into that. Yeah. Marvin Lewis last week comes out and he goes, oh, we're going to ease back Joe Mixon. Career high in snaps and touches. So much for easing him back. Yeah. Well, Gio Bernard got hurt, so there was really nothing. No, I know, but, but still, uh, well, yeah, they had him. They signed Thomas Rawls, too, I think, before yeah, last Rawls. week. Legend, Thomas Well, Rawls. there's a name I haven't heard of. Thomas Rawls was going in, like, the third round of Fantasy League's Thomas Rawls was floating around the Jets this uh, this preseason. Word. Got cut. I'm, uh, going, I'm going with the Steelers, though. Yo, I got I got a, I got a hunch that the Bengals are going to win this game. I feel like the Bengals are hungry, and they got a, they got a type of confidence that, that you don't see every week, uh, over a year out of them. I think that if they win this game, they know that they are going to be 5-1 and one, and they're going to be legitimate contenders for an AFC championship 
and they're going to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And I think they want it. Now, with that being said, I can see the Steelers winning by 30. So that's a yo, very contradicting. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's, that's it's a very hedge my. I am yo, shady. Bet. This kid hedges all the time. If you really pay attention, <laughs> you're wallet. I'm a hot take kid for a reason because I stand by my shit. Touche, touche. So yo, I think it's gonna be a really close game, but I can, I can see this big. Yeah, yeah. He, he gives you, he gives you both sides. Yo, this is also a big game for the Bengals because they're four and one in the division. They're chasing the Chiefs who are undefeated. They got to go into Foxborough. We'll get to that in a little bit. So it's like, yo, you might be looking. The Bengals might be a top seed. Yeah, home field in the playoffs. I know it's so early. Early. I know, it's so I know. But cool Jets, cool Jets. Uh, so speaking of the Chiefs and Patriots, uh, the Chiefs who are undefeated currently are going into Foxborough to play the Patriots. Uh, t- toughest opponent? Opponent? Fifty-nine and a half point game total. Woo! Thirty-two, thirty. My you know Lord. what that means? Ten-seven. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, nah, nah, honestly. Nah. No, I'd be surprised. I mean, I think I think the Patriots win this game. I think the reason why the Patriots win this game is because the Kansas City run defense has been putrid this year, uh, and I think that they run the ball down the throats of the Kansas City Chiefs with Sony Michelle. I think they run him over and over and over and over again. I could I could see a, a situation where he gets thirty carries and James James White gets gets twelve another tw- yeah another twelve touches. I hope so. And you got to yeah. I mean, I own Sony Michelle too, but that has nothing to do with it. But like when you went and and I see them, if you don't let Patrick Mahomes get in a rhythm, if you don't let him get that confidence, let's see because all we've never seen Patrick Mahomes not get in a rhythm. Oh, last week he didn't really get in a rhythm. This is the first game he didn't throw a touchdown. True. So I mean, let's see what they can do. Let's see. Let's see if if the Patriots can run the ball down the Kansas City's throat and control the ball and control time and possession, which. I'm guessing this is Bill Belichick's game plan, then I think the Patriots win this one, and I think the Chiefs come back to earth. But on the other side of the of the coin, if the page, if the Chiefs can stop the run, then they have a very good chance of winning this game in Foxborough. And then if, if they do, then are, is anyone doubting them anymore? I, I mean, their doubters are few and far between at this point, but I think the doubters completely Yeah, I don't know if anyone's like... Yo, 5-0 and against the spread? Yeah, they've been Chefs. everyone's darling. They were, I think I rolled them to three. I should have kept riding them. I got a Nick Bar re- ready. Ready for this? The public is has Chiefs tickets 5-1. to one. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, 5-1 to one to Patriots tickets. So for every one Patriot ticket, there's five Chief, Chiefs tickets being cashed. So tickets are public indicators. The, the one that represents the sharps of the pros is the cash because us us four could go up to a sports book and we could bet the chiefs but like impy who's a pro might put 10k on the pats mm-hmm. so the money and would be our, on the pats. our tickets are like what 300 yeah. bucks yeah they don't care about our tickets it's like that kind of wager can move the line yeah you know especially if if impy hypothetically speaking is a respected sharp and whatnot right right but yeah i uh they're gonna have edelman back now don't forget, this team played on Thursday. They're playing now Sunday Night Football. They have extra time pr- to prepare. A little bit of a revenge factor. I-, I like looking into dumb shit like that, but they blew them out in their blew ring their ceremony parade. last year. Just blew the doors off them. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting game, but I think, that, I think that it might go the other way. I think that the Patriots kind of like show like, yo, Pat Mahomes, I, I think Belichick is... is is nine and zero against quarterbacks under the age of twenty five. 
Like he just owns these young quarterbacks. He's technically a rookie, if you think. Well, not technically, but like, yeah, he's a rookie. You know, he hasn't played a first full season season yeah. yet. You know, so I could see them trying to scheme out everything that they do. Question though, we always talk about the Patriots how they take away your best weapon. Who do you think that is for Kansas City? Because I think it's Travis Kelsey. I think he's the guy that really makes everything go for them because he occupies the middle of the field. He's a big target, good hands, solid all around. I think that's the guy that you would want to to key. I feel like they tried to take away everything in their receiving game last year and it backfired because Kareem Hunt burst on the scene yeah. with that monster game. And it's funny because if you look back at that game, Kareem, he fumbled the first snap. Hasn't fumbled since. So that's like another thing. I think this is a big Kareem Hunt game for them because like last year, they're going to try and take away the Tariq Hill deep ball, although he scored one. And they're going to try and take away Travis Kelsey. So I can see Kareem Hunt finally getting going. And you know what the thing with the Chiefs is? They're 5-0. and It's because even though that defense is so bad, they don't turn over the football. It's those two yeah. interceptions last week. That was first two turnovers of the season for them. So that's that wins games too, protecting the football and not turning it over despite having you know such a bad defense statistically. I think one of the ways that they take away the best weapon on Kansas City is through the running game, like I mentioned earlier. If you ask who the the biggest weapon is, maybe Pat Mahomes. Take the ball out of his hand, and you're taking away their biggest weapon. I think that I think that's the game plan. I, I'm I'm very confident in this in a giant Sony Michelle game this week. I want to see this Patriots team now going forward with like Josh Gordon, Kronk, Edelman, Edelman. Dorsett stretches the field for them. That two-headed monster in the backfield, which is nice. Like if you're playing fantasy, that there's not five different running backs you need to worry about. This game, I think, is going to find the Patriots for the rest of the season too, because like you're playing the Chiefs and like this is the hot team, like whatever. And you got Edelman back and like you played your game last week, whatever. I want to see if because I think you were the one who was talking about how it's like it doesn't feel like the Patriots of recent, like where you'd like. This is oh they're just gonna pick it up or like you know they're just making all the plays or just out scheming everyone like it doesn't really feel like that yet. They win this game and if they win it win it in a way where you're like, oh fuck here we go like I think you know this could be the game that kind of tells the future sort of like what kind of season the Patriots are gonna have for the rest of the year. The Chiefs you're gonna have to lose at some point and you're gonna make mistakes and like whatever and we saw them last week but you ended up winning that game but. Uh, yeah, I think that this game is kind of – it's going to define the Patriots in a way. Like, I want to see how they match up against the Chiefs because there is going to be a lot of fucking – you know, you're saying Sony Michelle, like, whatever, but if the Chiefs are scoring at will, it's like you can't give the ball to Sony Michelle. So it's going to be like, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to throw this ball around. Justin so, Houston's probably going to miss this game too, which is huge. He's yeah. their best pass rusher, and it's a defense that already is kind of suspect. So that, that's big. More time for Brady back there to throw. And – uh, uh, Nick, you dropped a bar like this. I can't remember what it was. How many years in a row have the Patriots have home field advantage in the AFC playoffs? <laughs> like 170. <laughs> so uh, they got a 170-year streak on the line here because <laughs> let's think about this, right? Because if they lose this game, Chiefs are 6-0, and Patriots are 3-3. Three and three. That's yeah. three games they got to make up. Yep. That's a lot of games. That's a good point. NFL. That's even, a good team. Yeah, that's a lot of games. I didn't even think about that. So, like, this is a, this is a game that Tom Brady in particular is going to be on the sideline going, Get the fucking head of the guy, motherfucker! Yeah. And what he like the shit he does. Andy Reid's going for victory 200, and so is Tom Brady. Mm. Also, interesting little quirk in there. That is interesting. That's like a, like a baseball stat almost, like one of those weird Wins. baseball stats. <laughs> That is interesting. Both going for in their last in their last thirteen games when playing in the third of three consecutive home games. Patriots, you know how you said before how the Ravens three straight on the road. Well, this is the Pats' third game at home. 
eleven and two straight up. So they take care of business. Mm. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pats. <sighs> Pats by twenty four. Whoa. Yeah, I think it. I think Pat Mahomes gets you know. Let's slow down a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, why though? I mean, what? Why? Because I just think that yo intimidated. Belichick is gonna scheme his way into this one. Maybe like Tim is saying about running out the clock and, and you know using Sony Michelle and James White and just picking up little third downs. Yo, he gets his guy back, Edelman. First play of the game last week for just, a full week too. Like he yeah. came back on Thursday. What did they practice Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. You're you know right. they don't need much practice to get back together, but. It'll be interesting to see. I got the Pats, too. All right. Uh, let's get to the picks to end the show here. Uh, the current standings. <laughs> just going to clap it up for myself. You know? The current standings. <laughs> boss is in first at 10-5. and five. One Damn, and two bro, week really? last week, though. Commanding lead, 10-5. and five. In second place is me. I'm 5-10. and ten, Just <laughs> five games back, and I'm in second place. Uh, and Nick and Tim are tied for last, and they're both 4-11. and 11. Yo, four and eleven looks so much worse than five and ten. Yeah. To I, you, I because thought you're I was, five and ten. Yeah, no, it just does. It just does. To you, yo, I would. Uh, I'll go first, just because I'm picking the game that we just talked about. I'm taking the Patriots minus three and a half. Was it? Oh, hold on, let me check. I, I I did a terrible thing. I didn't really look at the lines because we use. <laughs> I the, didn't. Uh, I didn't need that. I well, did we, a terrible. We, well, I got thing. it open. I, I got I, it open. I've looked at the thing because we use CBS, where you know, if you guys are on a Patreon, three and a half you should be. You know, uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/VeteransMinimum. <laughs> we have the pool going on, right? So we got the Patriots, as I have it in front of me, brother. Uh, minus three and a half in their last fourteen games after playing on Thursday night football. The Patriots are ten three and one against the spread. Boss, get horny. Patriots minus three and a half. I'm also gonna take Tim. Don't shoot. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half <laughs> at home against Tampa Bay. I think this is gonna be a week where Tim is gonna come in on Monday and be like. Well, you know, Matt Ryan, he had himself a good game. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, he's going to go, well, we'll see. Well, yeah, but, you know, it was Tampa Bay, so it wasn't that good. So I'm taking Atlanta minus three and a half. And my underdog, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half. One thing about the Steelers that I do like, when their backs are up against the wall, up against the cage, they tend to bounce back. And I think that two and a half points there, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to recap, Patriots minus three and a half, Steelers plus two and a half, and the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half. I would I would be mad, but like that's probably exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, three no week guaranteed. This week, uh, the Jaguars minus three and a half at the Cowboys. Uh, usually, the way to beat the Jaguars is to run it right up the gut. Uh, this year is not the case. The Jaguars are actually one of the better run defenses in the league. They have only allowed successful runs on 35% of the carries that they've had against them. So uh, even the Zeke, um, the Zeke effect uh, cannot take place here. They, they can single cover those wide receivers all day and stack the box against Zeke. And I think the Cowboys have a lot of trouble scoring against that. Blake Bortles turned the ball over four times. But besides those four turnovers, honestly, if you if I know you can't do this, but if you took those four turnovers away... <laughs> The, he played really well. He was dropping some dimes. He was putting some balls accurately into places. Like, I went back and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this this looks like a good quarterback, except for the fucking four absolutely atrocious, disgusting mistakes. Um, my 
Other pick is the Vikings minus five and a half. I mean, minus ten and a half uh, versus Arizona. Uh, I think the Vikings have learned their lesson about taking teams for granted, and I think they don't do that again. I think they go in there with the idea that they want to put the, their head, their feet on the throats of Arizona. Arizona giving up uh, a significant amount of points to fantasy wide receivers, which means they're giving up a significant amount of points to a wide receiver overall. Um, Cardinals are 0-9 in 10 a.m. Pacific time games. Thank you for that, Nick, very much. He what just gave fuck? me an, an extra boost on my pick. I like that pick. And uh, Cleveland is my underdog special plus one and a half at home versus the Chargers. Uh, again, a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast playing in that 1 o'clock game. 10 o'clock on their body uh, counts. Uh, you saw last week with the Broncos uh, coming to the Jets and getting shellacked in that exact same scenario. Um, I think the Cleveland Browns are better than people think, and I think that they win this game. So I'm going to say uh, the Cleveland Browns. Can I can I, can I chime in on that one quick? The sure. Brown, it's one of the r- rare situations where you're not playing a team in your division. You're playing them three straight years now, the Chargers and the Browns. Uh, Browns have had a lot of turnover in these last three years. Chargers pretty much are putting out the same team with the exception of Mike Williams. So... Also, a 10 a.m. body clock for the Charger players coming east. And I, I just feel like it's easier for Cleveland to prepare for this team because they know what to expect. Whereas, you know, you got Jarvis Landry now. You got El Guapo in the backfield. You got all these new toys at Cleveland's disposal. And you got the new quarterback. So I, I kind of like your picks. I don't like Jacksonville, but the rest are pretty good. Picking back here off of that, I'm going to take the Chargers minus one and a half. Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's a better team. Bring it. Brother, I just think like I agree with you. I do think the Browns are like starting to become a different kind of team, but I still think Let's the Chargers go. are are the better team uh, for now. And uh, I'm also going to take the Falcons minus three and a half. I think the Bucks show is over. And my uh, dog is I'm taking the Panthers getting one and a half at the Redskins. Redskins. <laughs> I don't mind. I, who, it's, their number one receiver is going to be Maurice Harris. And not only that, probably. like Adrian Pearson got like a little dinged up too. Yeah, I thought his knee was shot. So did I. I was like, yo, tackle. it probably I, is. He's I probably, saw a report where he separated his shoulder as well. Dude, that guy. He's the type of guy that was just like, pop it back in. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Get, I'm going to get out there. The doctor's like, you can't. He's like, no. And he's like, yeah, you're good. Just go on. <laughs> just, you're good. Fine. And then he rushes for like 80 yards. He's fine. Uh, but yeah, Panthers getting one and a half at the Redskins. Chargers minus one and a half at the Browns. And Falcons uh, minus three and a half at home against the Bucks. That's the only winner on this podcast, man. His picks. Hopefully we have some of the same. <laughs> well, we did nah, last you got, week. You got to make up ground, man. I went one and two. About? I don't know. I'm just trying to like Win. get some wins if, right now. I got Steelers plus two and a half. Like we talked about on the breakdown. Ben has success in Cincinnati. I think that continues on the road. I got the Packers minus nine and a half at home against San Fran. Uh, it's been a struggle for the Packers offensively to get going. They, they put it together second half. I think some home cooking gets it going early, and they blow away the 49ers. And then I got the Seahawks going to London <laughs> minus three and a half against the Raiders team that you could say in the same voice Joey said the Redskins in, like, you know, Raiders. Yeah, know. they're terrible. Raiders. You know what it is? Whatever team wins that game, I think they win by a blowout because the team that's usually losing in London usually just kind of gives up halfway. I also think, like, Russell Wilson can have a day just because there's the lack of pass rush. He can sit back there, run if he wants to, extend the play if he wants to, do whatever he wants, toys with that defense all day long. Hopefully he throws a fucking pass to Doug Baldwin because that would be nice. That would be nice. I just acquired Doug Baldwin for Jordan Howard in one of my leagues, but I'm I'm stacked at running back. That's why. Just just in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, that is our show. 
Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Timber Tribe on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Victory Tuesdays. Go check that shit out on uh, my Instagram, at Timpertrop, like I just said, and BrotoFantasy.com and the Brodo Fantasy Podcast for all of your fantasy football needs. Definitely haven't seen any spread picks on the Victory Tuesday so far. No, 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 no. That's uh, It's strictly for fantasy. Uh, you know what? When I actually By win design. some spreads, like maybe I'll do that. <laughs> but I victory wednesday it this week because I got all my baseball predictions right. I swept the NLDS. I mean, I swept the AL and NLDS, so I was very proud of myself. Go so find me at the Lamb Show Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash the Lamb Show. At Degeneration Bets is the Twitter handle for the show. DB next week. We're dropping an episode every single day next week. So tune into that. We're breaking down the Eastern and Western Conference in the NBA. If you listened to it last year, a very, very deep and horny dive of every <laughs> single team, given over and under calls on that. And yeah, that is all. At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. Uh, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato and uh, go follow our Instagram at veterans underscore minimum and our Twitter veterans minimum. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. This is already good.